It is day two of Daf Yud. We are holding the Gemara in Daf Yud Amadala for about seven lines down from the top of the page. We've been learning a brysa. We'll just recap on the laws of the brysa. The brysa was telling us one thing about Orla and Revai and one thing about Shemitah. The brysa said if a person plants a new tree more than 30 days before the first of Tishrei, so for example, let's say a person plants a new tree in the last week of Av, so 30 days later, once he gets through Elul, it becomes the first of Tishrei. So how old is that tree? Well, it's actually only 30 days old. But for the purposes of the laws of Orla, which require us to wait three years before we can eat the fruit of the tree, we are now entering on the first of Tishrei, the second year of the life of the tree. And that is true so long as he plants the tree more than 30 days before the first of Tishrei. Even though the tree is only 30 or so days old, nonetheless, we enter the second year of the life of the tree on the first of Tishrei. The second thing we learned in the Brysa was that so long as he plants it more than 30 days before the first of Tishrei, he avoids doing work on the land that is prohibited with respect to the Shemitah year. Even though we said the Shemitah year is only in the seventh year of the agricultural cycle, and he is planting this tree sometime towards the end of the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, we have a principle, Mosif and Mechol we add from the mundane onto the holy, and 30 days before the first of Tishrei, even though it's still the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, nonetheless we have an extension of the laws of Shemitah into those 30 days. So long as a person plants the tree before those 30 days, he avoids that prohibition, and he'll be able to avoid having to uproot that tree in the Shemitah year. In contrast, if he plants the tree within 30 years of the first of Tishrei, so then both for the laws of Orla and for the laws of Shemitah, he's going to be in trouble. For the laws of Orla, it is not the case that he will enter year two of the life of the tree when he comes to first of Tishrei, since he planted the tree with only a few weeks to go until the first of Tishrei. And second of all, with respect to the laws of Shemitah, since he planted the tree within 30 days of the first of Tishrei, it is considered that he has planted the tree during the extension period of Shemitah, the prohibited additional period where we add from the mundane onto the holy, and therefore he'd have to uproot that tree come the Shemitah. That's what we learnt in the Brysa. The Gemara reflects, Lame of the local Rabbi Meir. Shall we say this Brysa is not in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir? Because the Brysa seems to indicate that you need 30 days minimum to consider a time period to be a full year. The Brysa seems to tell us that when it comes to the laws of Orla, if I plant the tree more than 30 days before the beginning of the new year, before Rosh Hashanah, before the first of Tishrei, then I have achieved a full year. But if I plant the tree less than 30 years, if I plant it within 30 years before the first of Tishrei, then I have never achieved a full year. So the Brysa seems to be telling us that the minimum amount of time to be considered a full year is 30 days. But the year would be Meir, if the Brysa was in, in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir, Ha'omar, he says, Yom echod bashana shana, that even a single day in a year can be regarded as a full year. The Brysa seems to tell us you need a minimum of 30 days. If it was Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says even one day can be considered a full year. If it was Rabbi Meir, the law of the Brysa should be, even if you plant that new tree just one day before the, before the first of Tishrei, it should be considered a whole year. And when you get to first of Tishrei, you enter the second year of the life of the tree. The fact that the Brysa says you need a minimum of 30 days seems to indicate it's not like Rabbi Meir, who holds that you need only one day to be considered an entire year. How do we know Rabbi Meir holds that even one day can be considered an entire year? The Tani we learned in the following Brysa. Par Stam. When the word par, a bull, is mentioned in the Torah without the verse specifying its exact age. Where the Torah just says par. So what does that refer to? Ben esrim va'arba'a chodesh v'yomechod. 
it must be referring to at least an animal that is 24 months and one day old. It is a minimum of two years and one day old. That is what the Torah means when it says par. Two years and one day old. Div Rabbi Meir, that is the view of Rabbi Meir. We're going to elaborate on the view of Rabbi Meir in a moment. Rabbi Loza says, Ben Esrin It has to be at least 24 months and 30 days old. So Rabbi Meir holds the minimum age of a par is 24 months and one day. Rabbi Loza holds it's 24 months and 30 days. The Brysa goes on, Shahaya Rabbi Meir Omer, because Rabbi Meir used to say, and on this point Rabbi Loza does not disagree with him, Kol Mokim Shene'emar Egel Batorostam. Whenever the Torah uses the word Egel, Egel is a calf, without saying Egel Ben Bakar, a calf of the cattle. It just says a calf without specifying that it's of the cattle, Ben Shona. That refers to a one-year-old. The Torah sometimes says Egel, and that refers to a one-year-old. When the Torah says Ben Bakar, it describes an Egel as Ben Bakar, as a calf of the cattle, Ben Shtayim. Then it refers to a two-year-old. And par, when it calls an animal a bull, and this is the part that's very important to us, when the Torah uses the word par to describe an animal as a bull, ben sholosh, it intends for us to understand that it wants us to take a three-year-old animal. And Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Loza agree on this. Par means a three-year-old animal. So Rabbi Meir says in the first part of the price, so what is a three-year-old animal? It's an animal that's 24 months and one day old. Rabbi Loza says 24 months and 30 days old. So it seems Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Loza are arguing about whether one day is considered a full year or 30 days is considered a full year. And according to Rabbi Meir, 24 months and one day, that's already three-year-old animal. According to Rabbi Loza, no, it's 24 months and 30 days. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir cannot be the author of our Brysa. If he was the author of our Brysa, then even if you planted the tree just one day before the first of Tishrei, it should be considered that when you get to the first of Tishrei, you enter the second year of the life of that tree, because even one day, according to Rimea, can be considered an entire year. So the Gemara counters, Afiru Tamer Rimea. The Gemara says you can even say the Brysa does follow Rimea. How so? Ki ka'ama Rimea, yomachad bashana choshev shana, basov shana. When does Rabbi Meir say that a single day in a year is regarded as a full year? Only when it comes at the end of a series of years. For example, in this case of the power of the cattle. We had already 24 months of the life of this animal. And in the final year of the life of the animal, after we've already counted two years of its age, we only need one day in its final year. So when we're dealing with the end of a count of years, we only need one day in the third year. But when it comes at the beginning of a series of years, like in our case in the first Brysa, where we're trying to work out when can we move into the second year of the life of this tree with respect to the laws of Arla. So when it's at the beginning, Rabbi Meir agrees one day is not enough. Rabbi Meir says, no, you can't just have one day before the first of Tishrei. And that will allow you on the first of Tishrei to assume you're entering the second year. That's different. In that case, you need a full 30 days. In that case, I agree with Rabbi Loza, you need 30 days to be considered a full year. Rabbi Meir only holds one day is considered a full year when you're counting that day at the end of a series of years. I've counted two years, I need one more year at one day is enough. But at the beginning of a series of years, where we want that one day to be the first year in a series of three years in our case for Allah, 
Rabbi Meir agrees with Rabbi Loza, you need 30 days. And therefore, even though Rabbi Meir could be the author of our Brisa, nonetheless, he still agrees with Rabbi Loza that you need at least 30 days before the first of Tishrei to have planted that tree in order to ensure that when you get to the first of Tishrei, you can enter the second year of the life of the tree. So the Gemara objects to this differentiation. The Gemara says, how can you suggest that? Amar Rava says, Is it not a Kavachomer, a logical deduction, that what you just suggested is completely not true? Oman Nidah, consider a woman who is a Nidah. On a biblical level, the laws of Nidah are slightly different to how we keep them today, which are somewhat rabbinic. On a biblical level, what is the law of a Nidah? A woman who starts bleeding in her menstrual cycle, she has to count seven days from the beginning of when she began bleeding, including the day that she bled. And at the end of those seven days, she has to wait until night. Then she goes to the mikvah and she's tahar. That is the law on a biblical level. So let's consider that law that we've just explained briefly. Uman Nidah, when it comes to a Nidah, when it comes to the end of her counting seven days, the end of her counting seven days since she began to bleed, what is the law? She can't just wait part of the seventh day and then go to the mikveh. No, she has to wait the full seventh day. She has to wait until night on that seventh day and then go to the mikveh. At the end of her counting, we do not allow her to only take part of the seventh day and then go to the mikveh. She has to use the whole seventh day. She has to wait until nightfall before she can go to the mikveh. Sof hayom And yet, the end of the first day does count as a full day for her at the beginning of her count. If she began bleeding only in the afternoon of that first day, nonetheless, even though there's only a few minutes until sunset on that first day after she started bleeding, we still consider that to be the first day. So it turns out that when, at the end of her counting seven days, we require her to wait until the end of the day. We don't allow her to just have a bit of the day and consider that to be the full seventh day and then go to the mikveh. She has to actually wait the full seventh day before, after nightfall, she can then go to the mikveh. And yet, at the beginning of counting seven days, on the first day of her count, we say that so long as there's just a bit of that day after she bled, that can be counted as a full first day. So what do you see from this case of Nidah? That when it comes to Nidah, we're more likely to allow you to consider part of a day as a full day at the beginning of the count rather than at the end of a count. If that's the case, that we're more likely to consider a, a part of a day to be a full day at the beginning of a count than at the end of a count for Nidah, then Shona, when it comes to counting years, like in our case of Orlah, we know that according to Rabbi Meir, he does count a single day as a full year at the end of a count of a series of years. When it comes to a power being considered three years old, we know Rabbi Meir says that once you've counted 24 months, two full years, just one day in the third year at the end of a series of years is for sure, according to Rimea, considered to be a full third year. So since we know that when it comes to Nidah, we're more likely to allow a part of a day to be considered a full day at the beginning, more so than the end. And Rimea, when it comes to years, we know that he allows us to consider one day to be considered a full year at the end. So, so all the more so he should hold that one day is considered a full year at the beginning of the count. Because we know from Nidah we're more likely to allow you to consider a fragment as a full year at the beginning than at the end. So when it comes to one day being considered a full year, which he definitely allows at the end of a series of years, as we see when it comes to a power, all the more so he should hold that when it comes to the beginning of a count, when it comes to Orla, 
All the more so we should hold that if you just had one day left until the first of Tishrei after you planted this tree, for sure that should be considered a full year. And therefore the Gemara says, it must be the Brysa is not in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir. Because if it was in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir, again repeating the question, then Rabbi Meir would say you don't need to plant the tree more than 30 days before the first of Tishrei. Even if you plant it just one day before the first of Tishrei, when you get to the first of Tishrei, you will enter the second year of the life of the tree. Ah, that which you asked, maybe Rabbi Meir only holds one day as like a full year at the end and not at the beginning? No, that can't be the case because we see from Nidah, we are more likely to allow one day or a fragment of a day to be considered a full day or a full year at the beginning of the count, more so than at the end of a count. So if Rabbi Meir allows it at the end of a count like he does with a par, then all the more so he should allow one day to be considered a full year at the beginning in the case of Orla. And therefore the Gemara persists in its question. It seems that this Brysa that says you need to plant a tree 30 days before the first of Tishrei in order for that to count as a full year, the first full year of the life of the tree for the purposes of the laws of Orla seems to not be in accordance with the view of Rabbi Meir. We're going to hold it here for today. I wish you all a very good day.